Hey there, saints. This is Steve. Welcome to these last days. Are you married? You have a wife or husband? Did you know that your marriage is probably it? It is. It's the smallest denominator and representation of the body of Jesus Christ. It's two. Where two or three are gathered together, I am there. It's it's you and your wife, you and your husband, the two of you are to be a daily, uh, just representation of the body of Jesus Christ. These verses pop up after we just got done talking about um, the body of Jesus Christ being expressed, being filled in spirit, um, psalming, singing, speaking, uh, uh, sharing, thanking God, praising God talking to one another about Jesus and submitting to one another in the fear of Christ down to verse 21 of chapter 5. And then it says, those famous verses, wives, submit yourselves. Husbands, love. Submit yourselves to your husband as, to, as unto Christ. Wives, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. We, we know those verses. Here's the challenge. Let us quit taking those verses out of context. Just realize this. These verses are in the context of the church that's filled in spirit. And realize that your married life is an ongoing expression of the church. And even in a greater way, because because of marriage and us becoming one flesh, we represent the whole body, which includes the head. I mean, the church is the body and the head, Jesus Christ. So the married life is a miniature expression of the whole church in its completion. This isn't a law. This isn't a, a principles that you follow in marriage. This is the church in reality. Your married life isn't just like the church and like Christ. Your married life is an actual expression. It's not men that you are little Jesuses, and it's not wives as though you are the whole church. But our life is a type and testimony. Our married life is a type and testimony of God's desire for the body. So the married life is so special. The married couples should be bringing life to the church. It's like when you go to church, it's just there, the energy is there of the Holy Spirit. But it's like sometimes you get a, an electronic gizmo and it takes like eight batteries, eight little triple A's and you line them in there or put them in a little um, uh, cylinder and you line them up. It's like every one of us in our married life should be like uh, together uh, one of those batteries that's just charged up, that's just filled in spirit. And when we go to our meetings, there's been such an enjoyment of Christ in our marriage life between each other exemplifying Christ in the church, fellowshipping in, in Christ in the church, handling my wife as though she is the body of Christ. My wife handling me in the way that we're to handle the headship of Christ. Just submitting to one, one another, loving one another with this testimony. When we go to the meeting, we like plug in our little AAA. And then all the lives come and we just, just plug in to the meeting and we're just empowered. We're filled 
and we're expressing. Think of that the other way. If we just come in, we're just so um, at odds with each other. We're just barely getting along or we're struggling or we're so filled up with the earth, with the world and its riches. And so when we come to the meeting, we're dead cells. And we have to just sort of hope that the church, we can get a little trickle charge from everybody else. We go that way and our fellowships are vacant. But oh, when we realize, husbands, you're to just treat your wife like the head treats the church. Wives, you're just to be treating your husband as the body responds to that head. These aren't dictates. These aren't just overbearing laws. This is life. This is the life of the church. And this is the life in our home. And not only that, but your married life, your married life is a testimony of God's eternal purpose. It says here in verse 31, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and joined unto his wife and the two shall be one flesh. We've heard that. We heard that in Genesis. That's the first marriage. This is more than just physical oneness or personality oneness. This is oneness that is expressed from God on high. Oneness of the expression of Christ himself. Because Paul says, this is a great mystery and I speak concerning Christ and the church, you couples. Which came first, the church or marriage? Well, our minds on earth would say the, the, the marriage did in Genesis. But in reality, in eternity past, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, in their good pleasure, decided we're going to redeem mankind. We're going to have this plan. We're going to send the Son, Jesus, and He's going to come down to earth. He's going to die on the cross. He's going to redeem our children that we've called, and He's going to, we're going to put our life into them through Christ, from the Holy Spirit, inside of them, and these people are going to be called the ecclesia, the called out ones from the world unto us, the church, the bride. And we're going to create marriage, all marriages, as a testimony to that eternal purpose. Do you ever think about that? Marriage came out of God's eternal purpose desire. Marriage is meant to be. It was a mystery until Christ came. And now we know what the mystery is. Marriage is to typify and be a testimony to God's eternal desire. And that is to have a body of believers with the head, Jesus Christ, and for this to become the glory of God on display to all creatures on heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Is that your marriage? Oh, take it this way. Take it out of the realm of the law and put your married life, couples, in the realm of God's eternal purpose. Go home to your husband and wife and handle each other as these glorious testimonies in the church. Amen.